When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My notion of human well-being is really open-ended. I don't think we understand what the horizon is, uh, if in fact there is one, for kind of ultimate flourishing of conscious minds. We have a pretty good sense of what we don't want and are, are right not to want. We don't want to be terrorized and uh, depressed. The, the generic situation we want to find ourselves in more and more is to effortlessly cooperate with creative and happy strangers, right? I mean, that we're, we're, there's seven billion of us. We, ha we need institutions and laws and norms uh, and ways of thinking that take the friction out of pleasurable and non-paranoid interaction with strangers. I mean, it's not just about having, you know, five or so close friends who's got, who have your back, right? I mean, you, like, clearly, we're all on the same team on some basic level. And if we can't figure out how to build a civilization where everyone thrives to some degree, we'll have the world we currently have. We're in the, a situation now where I, I think it's reasonable to worry that our default state of partisanship and tribalism and rational fear of the incompatible aims of you know, other groups and other people uh, is unsustainable in the presence of more and more destructive technology. I just think, I, I think we have to get our act together psychologically and socially in a way that we haven't yet. Philanthropy is, uh, when, it, when it's telescopic in this way, when you're just signing a check, you're not necessarily connected to the good you're doing. And I can imagine someone doing immense good in the world by signing very large checks, but not actually internalizing the gratification of that. Some level, we have to be aware of the possibility of rowing in two boats simultaneously. Is what the effects are in the world of how we're living. So, you know, we, we want to have a, a good impact on others, but we actually want our conscious states of psychological pain and pleasure to be mapped in some rational way to the kinds of effects we're having. Having our beliefs map onto reality to some degree is obviously good because if, if they're not, you're just bumping into hard objects. If your map is completely wrong, you are bound to suffer, right? So we have to be in a situation where radical ignorance can't be bliss. It may be useful to have a, a slightly delusional self-serving bias, right? To think you're coming off better than you are. Well, like it may give you more enthusiasm for your life, more confidence. That's one principle. So I think we want our beliefs to be true in some basic sense. And 
therefore we want to be open to new evidence and better arguments perpetually. If you close yourself off, if you say, well, listen, I'm done, I'm done thinking about reality and I know what's true, then again, when more data comes in, you know, when something's surprising, when, when, when one of your intuitions proves to be faulty, if you can't error correct, again, you're just going to fall out of alignment with what's going on in the world and what, with what other people think is true. So the, really the only mechanism we have to do that is human conversation. We, we have to be open to having other people point out errors in our thinking. And, we ha in, in, and in the conversation we have with ourselves, we have to do likewise. We have to be continually open to the possibility that we might be wrong. And in fact, we're very likely to be wrong a lot of the time. And so then, you know, then hence the virtue of getting educated and surrounding yourself with smart people and reading good books and just exposing yourself to the kinds of lessons that other people have learned over you know, thousands of years and are learning in real time. Most of what people care about can be thought of as a skill. Right? I mean, well-being is, is a skill. Not suffering unnecessarily is a skill. Regulating, noticing your emotional life and regulating negative emotion is a skill. So, you know, I have a meditation app and you know, meditation is a skill, it's a, it's a very useful one. And I'm spending a lot of time teaching you know, what's now referred to as mindfulness meditation. And the, the moment you begin practicing mindfulness, which is just, just learning to pay close attention to the nature of your experience, you're not adding anything to your experience, you're just noticing what it's like to be you moment to moment, but in a way that is not reactive. You're not grasping at what's pleasant or pushing what's unpleasant away. Let's say you have a fear of public speaking, right? So you, you, you're about to go out on, out on stage and you feel anxiety. The, the usual, the default state of someone who doesn't want to have that experience is to try to figure, is, is one to, you know, in advance worry about that experience. I mean, the anxiety is kindled just by the mere thought of what you have to do. Then, once you feel the butterflies, you are at war with them. I mean, first you can notice that anxiety isn't even that unpleasant. I mean, it's, it's so close to excitement in its actual physiology that really the difference between excitement and anxiety is more or less just the, the, the framing. It's just the story you're telling yourself. You know, if you felt these, these tingles uh, and this, you know, slightly adrenalized response right before, you know, you're about to go on a roller coaster, that's part of why you're going on the roller coaster. You like that experience, right? But the fact that you feel that way when you're about to have an interview or you're about to you know, walk out on stage, that's intolerable. The sense of self for most of us is not a feeling that we're identical with our bodies. Most people don't feel identical with their physical bodies. They feel like they're passengers inside their bodies. Right, they like, like my body's down here, like these are my hands, these are my legs. You know, I obviously care about these things. You know, if, if you know, I, I, you know, this, these are where my pains and pleasures are coming from. But I'm up here in the head. So much of, our, of, of what we're thinking is making us miserable, right? So much of it is unpleasant. So much of it is causing anxiety. We got, we, you look at your to-do list, you got 50 things on it. You just feel like, oh my, just, the day's not long enough. This is the state we're in. And the obverse of that is when we're really just connecting with life in a joyful, creative, beautiful way. Like when you look out the window and it's the most beautiful sunset ever, and you are just looking at the sunset, right? You're not, like you're fully connected with its beauty. Those are all moments where you're losing this sense of, of self.
you're not really aware of losing the sense of self in those moments. You're not, you're not really aware of what is uh, freeing about those moments, and you can't do it in other circumstances. What's, what's, what's happening for people, most people, is that they're waiting for the world to give them a good enough reason to just be present, and to be present so fully that they lose their sense of, of self, right? That they're no longer behind their face, you know, just waiting for something good to happen, right? Or, or figuring out how to change the, the experience enough so that, again, they can stop, they're, they're no longer at war. I mean, we're, 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 to a greater or lesser degree, we're always at war. I mean, we're, we're always fighting something. You know, there's always this like, you know, you're always noticing something wrong, you're feeling uncomfortable in your body, you're reacting to something that somebody did or you thought they did. The moments where you really feel good are moments where you can, you, or there, there isn't a, a coming to rest, right? Where it's not about the past or future. You know, it's, it's not even about, it's not about half a second ago, and it's not about half a second from now. And the ultimate version of that is to, to entails the dropping of this, this sense of self. For me, flourishing is a matter of spending your time pleasantly and happily and creatively every moment when someone asks you well you know that last hour that last day that last week that last year do you feel good about that was that a good use of your time that remembering self that retrospective gesture that's where people worry about things like meaning and the the remembering self is the self that you're talking to when you say, you know, are, are you satisfied with your life? Whether you're asking yourself or someone's asking you. The answers that are available in, the, in those moments really determine whether or not somebody has a kind of global life satisfaction, whether they have meaning. But the experiencing self, the, the self that is just going moment to moment, feeling pains and pleasure and uh, just dealing with dealing with this you know, very short, you know, time horizon. I think that is that's fundamentally our real self. Use of negative imagination, where you think of all of the bad things that haven't happened to you. Right? So if you're just, you know, if you're stuck in traffic, driving to the job that you don't like, and you're you're frustrated, uh, you can think of all the things that could happen to you, right, that haven't, and if any one of them happened to you, you would consider your prayers answered if you could just be returned to this moment, right, like you haven't been diagnosed with cancer, right, you've got two young kids, say, you know, you want to live to see them grow up, and you could be the guy who today is going to find out you've got two months to live. That's just more th thinking, but it can have a profound effect, you can, you can reframe your experience in a way that doesn't actually change anything material about your circumstance and it can let the, the light in.